How's it going everyone? Mufara here. Welcome to Heliopolis Radio. I hope you enjoy the content. Peace and blessings to the people. How's it going, everyone? Before here, welcome to Heliopolis Radio. I hope you had a blessed week thus far and that you've all managed to, um, yeah, get going with the week as best as possible. And so we're back at it again with another episode of Your Body Speaks Your Mind podcast series. And today's chapter of discussion is chapter 15, titled His and Hers, Sex and Reproductive Organs. So this segment is basically about the reproductive system for both male and females, as well as some of the ailments and psycho-emotional issues centered around this area. And so let's jump straight into it. So the reproductive organs and problems related to them invariably have psycho-emotional connections and to issues of sexuality, childhood traumas, uh, feelings of worthlessness. And so your innermost feelings about your body and your sexuality are influenced by um, the nature of your early primary relationships, in other words, to your parents. And since no one is uh, purely masculine and feminine, um, we all have a balance that exists within ourselves and it's uh, very impervious that we find it. Um, Yes, uh, males are predominantly more of the masculine principle, basically by biology and by energetic nature, but they do possess feminine traits. Uh, And I'm not trying to do this in a gender distortion way, it's more so just understanding that we have a projective element to us and a receptive element. And uh, the same applies to females as well. And so, yeah, um, uh, in Tibetan tradition, wisdom is seen as being a feminine characteristic and compassion is seen as a masculine one, which I actually did not know. And so uh, many would think it's actually the opposite way around. And so uh, many men feel unable to live up to the typical male image uh, and thus consider themselves a failure in the eyes of society. This ultimately leads to feelings of inadequacy, helplessness, stress, and inability to cope with the social responsibilities of being a man. And so, yeah, um, the fearless yet tender-hearted male who's in balance with his masculine and feminine energies with both strength and tenderness and wisdom and compassion is the ideal male archetype that we should all try to, all men should try to strive for. And so, yeah, um, the warrior is fearless not because uh, he feels no fear, but he accepts his fear. And through acknowledging his weaknesses, he gains his strength. And so the first subsection is impotence. So the size of the penis is invariably uh, compared to a man's capacity and power. And so a strong and assertive male is presumed to have a, a large and healthy erection. So impotence is also linked to child, child, child abuse, memories, and so, yeah, and yeah, sorry. Impotence is linked to child abuse, and thus memories are stored in the soft tissues, and uh, the memories of past abuses can thus be found in the penis, and so, um, because it's composed of soft tissue. And so beneath all these uh, lie possible causes of fear of uh, losing control or being powerless, uh, fear of sharing real intimacy and fear of having, uh, yeah, having to stand up for yourself, which is a strong thing that most men struggle with. And so true masculinity is uh, not dependent on sexual performance, but a deeper, more meaningful relationship with yourself and the world. Uh, the next one is the testicles. So yeah, here too are all your issues of fear of responsibilities, fear of fatherhood, uh, repressed sexuality, gender confusion, a lack of self-esteem and uh, worthlessness. 
And so, yeah, it's important to recognize that testicle can yeah, sorry, uh, another side note here is uh, testicle cancer implies a rejection or a deep inner conflict with such issues, such as the ones mentioned above. And so the next subsection is the prostate. An inflammation of this gland uh, is more common in younger men, and an enlarged prostate or prostate cancer is indicated of these issues of expression and worthiness. And moving on to the female reproductive system. So the role of a woman has changed enormously in the past century. And so learning how to balance these opposing forces means facing challenges of balancing the masculine and the feminine within yourself. And when I talk about this, it's not necessarily in a biological change or sex change or any of that stuff. It's more so um, women in this in today's society have the same equal level playing field to the, for the most part as men. And so um, when you start to incorporate uh, traditional masculine type um you know uh, actions with a feminine person or a feminine uh, a female archetype for that matter for a female um it kind of distorts the balance and particularly now um even with men who have to adopt a more uh, feminine uh, approach to things meaning sensitivity and um you know kindness and uh, having an open heart it kind of throws off the natural balance that biology has provided and so it's a it's a challenge in itself and so yeah um uh, she goes on to say that there's the greater the pressure and demands are on a woman, the more likely her body, the more likely her body and its needs will be ignored. So conflicts that may arise to do with not wanting to have children or feeling guilty about this as well, because there's a lot of unspoken of pressure that comes with being a woman. And so, from what I've seen, these are some of the typical issues that tend to come up: is um, you know the pressure of the traditional gender role and the nature of one's desires and needs. You know, particularly with whatever their job aspirations are and etc etc so I, I recommend you read this chapter and actually recommend you get this book um she provides some interesting insight into these issues and so yeah the feminine nature is one of insight and intuition uh, also known as the wise woman and so combined with the depth of love and compassion of the heart and so uh yeah the ability to conceive and create a child is symbolic of a woman's tremendous creative creativity and ability to change within herself the feminine nature is one of surrender not just uh the act of uh, surrendering to a man during sex but also surrendering to the ego to higher dimensions of spiritual understanding and it's important to recognize this, that the feminine principle is a doorway to the spiritual realm um, it's actually very important for us to be able to understand the nature of things, just like um, the masculine archetype is essential for formation and structure, for things to run, for, for creation to actually manifest itself, for it to be present, the masculine principle must exist. Um, there must be illumination, there must be a source of energy. And so, yeah, uh, I went on a bit of a tangent there, but I hope uh, you may have understood what I'm alluding to there. And so... Uh, the next subsection is the breasts and so the breasts are the one area of the body that creates the most anguish and all the, yeah the most anguish uh, more than any of the other parts put together um, yeah we crave the sexual nature of the breasts but we want to cover up its nurturing role so the influence of a woman's sense of identity and how she feels about herself and her attractiveness are mostly usually surrounded around her breasts and so a woman may also feel um, undernurtured in her relationships not honored or nurtured by her partner or children, leading her to feel um, rejected or no longer valued as a woman. Uh, in an attempt to gain that love, she undervalues herself. All these issues can give rise to breast problems. And so this is from a body-mind perspective, obviously, not uh, 
um, scientifically valid or, uh, you know, biologically verified, but um, there is a correlation though. And so in terms of breast cancer, uh, there's a ver it's been verified by research showing that women who participate in group therapy and have a chance to share their inner anger and fear are less likely to have a recurrence of breast cancer than those who don't. And so the body-mind dialogue for the breast is as follows. As breasts are also integral to feelings of worthiness and attractiveness, um, it is important to explore these issues more openly and honestly. And the question you need to ask yourself is, do you enjoy your breasts or do they repulse you? And again, this is specifically orientated to women, so um, yeah, you'd have to ask yourself that question. And the next subsection is the vagina and the cervix. So the ability to open and surrender is an expression of the feminine nature. This is where conflicts uh, with sexuality manifest, such as issues of uh, sexual abuses, sexual rejection, a fear of being out of control, guilt or shame over past acts. Um, the next subsection, again, I know I, um, I'm going to try <laughs> limit the next subsection, but it is in subsections. So um, whenever I move into another topic or subsection, uh, I'm sure you get the you get the hint. And so, yeah, um, vaginal prolapse. So a vaginal prolapse indicates a collapse or a loss, uh, and also a sense of having no control over what is happening. And then with regards to candida and thrush, so candida is a yeast-like organism that infects warm, damp areas such as the mouth and intestines. The body-mind dialogue for thrush is as follows. An infection implies that something is affecting you and irritating you in an angry way. And these feelings are profilating, profilating inside without uh, being given any full expression or freedom to, yeah, full expression and necessary freedom. And so a question you need to ask yourself with regards to thrush is as follows. Do you feel sexually abused or exploited? And, and that's a very difficult question and it's a very sensitive topic. So again, I recommend you read the book and you read it in your own space where you can be vulnerable, um, you know, within yourself rather than taking my word for it. And so the next subsection is cervical cancer. So cancer of the cervix would probably be better classified as a sexually transmitted disease as more than 90% of all cases can be attributed to three types of human uh, papilloma virus. And so again, there might have been a type on that one. So just double check that. And so the body-mind dialogue for this uh, cervical cancer is a connection of feeling violated and penetrated by someone or something that is deeply disturbing to you. Again, um, that's very sensitive for some people, so I recommend you read, <laughs> you read the book and uh, you know uh, indulge these contemplations in your own personal space. And so, uh, with regards to the womb, the womb is the dark center for women's being, and so complications here or problems here that arise that arise correspond to deep feelings within yourself. And so uh, a sector, uh, is it a hyster, hystericectomy? Oh yeah, hystericectomy uh, can seem like the ultimate uh, rejection of womanhood, generating feelings of hopelessness that you are of no longer of use and that you have lost your creativity. And with regards to fibroids, so fibroids are benign muscular growth that can cause problems with bleeding and conception. Any form of growth indicates a solidifying of mental thought patterns, perhaps arising from past shame, guilt, loss, grief, or trauma. And so when fibroids hinder conception, it implies, uh, yeah, it's important to examine your feelings about motherhood. And so there may also be some serious doubts and some leftover issues from your own childhood and a deep sense of inadequacy. 
and then with regards to the ovaries so the ovaries represent some of uh, yeah the ovaries represent the sum of life yeah the source of life and the creativity within a woman and so difficulties in this area are connected to conflicts that you feel around having a child and so for premenstrual syndrome pms um, the more yeah the more women uh, go out to work the harder it is for them to surrender to the rhythms of nature so the body-mind dialogue for PMS is as follows. Women get caught between the pressure of work and the longing to be quiet and restful. So the question you need to ask yourself with regards to PMS is as follows. Um, do you resent having a period? And then, um, apologies for the page turning, um, with regards to childbirth, um, postnatal depression is due to a massive change in the hormones, yeah, a massive change in hormones not coming back into balance after giving birth. So the act of childbirth may also trigger past uh, memories of your own birth or childhood and if those memories are uncomfortable the depression and grief may replace the joy of becoming a mother which is a really major problem um, and so breastfeeding problems can also develop due to inner conflicts about making uh, the change from being a lover to a mother um, as a fear of being intimate in this way and so yeah the shift from being a, the breast being a provider of pleasure to being a source of nurturing and life sustenance for an actual living being uh, psychologically from what she says it does something to women and so um, yeah those of you who are women that, that tune in maybe it may resonate with you and so yeah you may also feel un unnurtured or unappreciated as if the baby gets more attention than you and these uh, sound silly and trivial but these things uh, they compound and they have a powerful effect on us and so the next subsection is menopause Menopause usually comes at a time when children are leaving the home, so it can feel as if your reason for living has uh, essentially left, right? Because um, a child to a mother, I would assume a child is everything. And so um, the next subsection is rigidity. So the sexual act is very different for men and women. Whereas for a man, there may be a fear of entering and being consumed. And for a woman, there may be a deep fear of being penetrated or invaded by another being. And again, sex is a very sacred act. So I say these things, uh, try, I try to say them with the, the utmost sensitivity. And so the body-mind dialogue for frigidity is as follows. Um, frigidity implies a tremendous holding onto control by clamping the muscles tight. So the question you need to ask yourself is, what were your childhood messages about sex? And then this is now um, for both genders regardless. And so, um, yeah, it's more about sexuality now. And so few issues in your life have as much influence on your emotional health as, uh, as uh, does sexuality. One thing is for sure is that sex is the most talked about, longed for, misunderstood, fantasized and joked about activity that humans indulge in. And so uh, little occupies so much of our thinking time, which is true. This is partially because being desired sexually is proof that you're attractive, lovable and that you're not insecure, um, unattractive or incomplete. And so um, apologies for the page turning here. The gonads. Uh, the endocrine glands associated with reproductive organs have an energetic relationship with the pineal gland in the midbrain, which is associated with spiritual awareness. Um, you may have uh, less sexual desire when you spend time in meditation and prayer. Um, but if you're not one who incorporates those practices, it's actually been noticed that orgasm releases all control, boundaries, and limitations, which is why people tend to uh, have sex a lot, because it's actually a form of surrender, and I'm not encouraging it. I'm describing more so the nature that things that have been observed in the sexual act itself and so to be intimate is to allow another being into your inner world uh, either by sharing your love and friendship or by sharing your passion and sexuality 
And so it's a very powerful, powerful, powerful experience. It's not to be taken lightly. And so the sexual energy is the core, is so powerful that it forms the basis of certain esoteric spiritual practices, which is use the sexual energy in order to simulate higher states of consciousness, and as well as unite two people in a bond that is stronger than blood itself. And so uh, it should be noted, however, if you misuse this energy, whether through abuse, domination, or perversions, it can backfire. You may suffer mentally, emotionally by being filled with shame or guilt, or physically through sexually transmitted disease. It's important to recognize this as a healthy or unhealthy attitude towards sex will influence your entire life. And so the question you need to ask yourself is, um, how, am I at ease with my sexuality? And if not, what do I find difficult? And so with regards to sexually transmitted disease, and again, this is not a biological description or valid explanation as to why people get STDs. It's more just so a body-mind therapist and an alternative perspective of some of the psycho-emotional issues that accompany uh, STDs. And so a sexual transmitted disease is a transmitted disease or unease, um, as well as an inner longing or unhappiness trying to find release through physical pleasure. And so such unease, such unease may imply guilt or self-dislike. So from syphilis to gonorrhea to AIDS, they are a warning that you need to pay attention to how you are using your sexual energy. And so, yeah, um, yeah, uh, sorry again, page turning here. Um, the body-mind dialogue for sexual transmitted diseases as follows. Such diseases are a cry that all is not well within your sexual energy and your feelings about what you are doing, which is really important because we don't pay attention to ourselves. We often get lost in the act that we lose sense of, you know, the importance and value of the act itself and the energetic exchange that happens. And I say this um, being guilty myself from my own past experiences. And so, um, yeah, the next at uh, last actually subsection is infertility, which is now specifically orientated towards women uh, for the most part. So in particular, uh, these are feelings of being out of control and that you are a powerless victim. And so um, what she actually says in terms of infertility is quite interesting. She says that you count your blessings and you may find uh, more that you have more than you ever realized. And I think, I mean, uh, this is more specifically for women. I think it's about uh, not just determining your value by your ability to hold life itself, but... Um, just to be a, a representative of a creative principle within the universe, which is um, the feminine nature. And uh, same applies to men as well. Um, I think it's just being very grateful for the energetic, um, I guess, manifestation that you represent in the grand scheme of things. And so, I, again, I'm trying to keep these podcasts shorter, but I rambled a bit, on too, uh, rambled a bit too long. And so I'm going to stop it here. And again, I recommend you read the book. It's called Your Body Speaks Your Mind by Deb Shapiro. It's a very interesting read. Um, it forces you to look at things in a different angle and perspective, which is quite interesting. I think it entertains the mind. And also, it's a good act. I think it's a good way of um, sometimes looking and dealing with your problems, right? And so, yeah, I hope you guys all have a blessed rest of the week and weekend. And I shall catch you in the next podcast. Thank you.